Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Rachel Foster of wordsthatsellclasses.com, a communication ninja. I love that. Or as we know it, as a copywriter that writes words that sells programs and sells services. Hey, Rachel, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Awesome. Can you expand on your your communication ninja and let us know exactly you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with? Absolutely. Yes. So as an entrepreneur, you know those conversations that you have in your head where you are debating over your advertising, your marketing strategy, and you're wondering if it's worth it because sometimes it does work and then other times you're wasting your time or your money sometimes both i'm the person that swoops in and makes sure that your brand message is clear and it's effective so i'm the one that comes in and makes sure that all of your advertising all of your marketing whether it's your web page your email marketing landing pages, opt-ins, social media about sections. I'm the one that comes in and makes all of that better so that you don't have to have that conversation with yourself anymore. You can confidently market and advertise and know that you are going to connect to the right potential customer. Nice. Love that. That's that's beautiful. Just come in, swing in, and just chop everything about, just tweak, refine things. There you are. It all makes sense. It's all saying the same thing. So yes. when you get new clients come to you, what what would you say is the first thing you need to help them to either overcome or work through so that you can really start to help them? The first thing that I notice that's kind of consistent across the board is Everyone comes in in their marketing mindset thinking that they need to talk about themselves. And so they're all struggling. Well, how do how do I say what I do and how fabulous I am without saying how fabulous I am? And so universally, the first thing we do is we talk about how to adapt a perspective that is looking at everything that you put out there into the world from your customer's perspective and talking to them in a way that isn't really about you at all, but Mm -hmm. about what they get by interacting with you, by buying your services. Love that. There's a shift because 
of course, so many of us, we want to need to talk about you know, what is it that we do? How do we have, what are we offering to you? However, no one gives a shit. What they care about is what's in it for me. How does it help me? For example, no, no one wants a website. What they want is a 24 seven salesperson, always talking their language, always reaching out to people. That always on, always open. That's what they want so that it brings in the sales, the leads, the interest, or shares awareness, teachers, whatever it might be. So how do you translate that through? How do you bring in the knowledge of, hey, what do they really want to hear? How do you help to nurture that from your clients? One of my favorite things to do is to start off with market research. Not a big, expensive, fancy campaign that you know spans the entire internet, but we start off by reaching out to current and past customers and asking them open-ended questions to find out what is important to them. For example, I spent, I think it was last year, I worked with a children's gym and the owner at that gym was spending a lot of time cleaning and disinfecting and a lot of effort advertising that their facility was this clean and this is the protocol. And that mm. was her primary message. We interviewed, or, or I'm sorry, surveyed her customers that had been with her during this time frame. Mm. Less than 10% of the customers were concerned about catching an infection. And so her marketing message was missing the mark with 90% of her customers and she didn't even know it. Mm. And that's why you have to ask. So that's where we usually start. Tell, tell me that that one then. Let's let's go to what 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 did they want? What was the epiphany? It's like, oh crap, yeah, that, of course, that's what they're looking for. What what was it in that scenario? They wanted, and the interesting thing too is she was also advertising about the technical instruction that her instructors were providing. They didn't even care about that. They wanted somewhere to drop their kids off where they could make friends and have fun. So her entire marketing campaign was missing the mark because when you actually asked the parents what they wanted, mm -hmm. they wanted to leave work, pick up their kid, drop them off and pick their kid up happy. So, you know, that's a whole different, that's a whole different marketing strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So with a, a tweak like that, with a change, um, what kind of impact did that make for that particular client? What, what's the knock-on effect? As a general rule, I mean, even just across the board, when you make those changes like that, things just become frictionless. You don't even notice that, like you, you don't even notice that everything has changed. And on the surface, it feels like that's a big thing. You don't have to change your programs. You don't have to change your services. It's okay to sell them what they want and then give them what they need. So on the surface, it feels like this big, overwhelming thing that you have to do. I've got to change my marketing message. But no, you're talking about going in and changing some blocks of text. And all of a sudden, things just get easier. So you get, you get a few more emails. You get a few more opt-ins. You get a few more enrollments. And then over time, you start attracting the exact customer that you want because your message 
your program, the benefits, and the customer that comes to you, it's all congruent. They're all looking for the same benefits. And so over time, it's just a snowball mm. when you get that message right. Let's just pick that apart from a from a mindset, from a perspective point of view. So with, with that particular client, and I'm, I guess that they are not alone. This happens to an awful lot of the people that you work with. It's Oh, yeah. So with that example, was it what was it that made them want to focus on those particular areas? Because I would had to guess that there's some there is some fear for the business owner. There is some need that they want to be met, and they then completely vomited all over their marketing with "Here's what I would be looking for. Here's what's important to me," rather than looking at what are the needs, what do they want. So. Were you able to uncover what what is it behind that? Or did you just, it's not a bad thing, fix it and there we are, <laughs> sorted. No, I think it's important to figure out what is behind that or else you keep just doing it over and over again. Like I might fix your current webpage, but then you're not talking to me anymore. And all of a sudden your next email campaign is just, you're, you're vomiting all over it as well. And so it's important to get to the, get to the mm. bottom of it. And I think that at the core of that, as a professional, we have a skill that we have worked very hard to develop, and we we almost want to show off in a way that shows everybody how spectacular we are. We want to make them know how hard we worked for this, how long we went to school, the big words that we know how to use. Mm. And so when we are doing that, we're not speaking to them. We're speaking to ourselves. And so you have to really get over yourself and you you have to be a little bit sneaky about how you use your skill. So if you're talking to someone who just wants their kids to have a good time, then you speak to them in their terms. You talk about fun, giggling, laughter, joy in your marketing, but you can still go in and give that child your expertise and nobody even has to know the child still benefited and that's the end goal mm. love that so let's take this into into your business so how has the the transition been for you because you've been going through your business and tweaking and changing and now look at where you are so how is it right now as you've as you've grown as an entrepreneur Oh, definitely. Well, you know, any time that we can step back and fail, to be quite honest, I mean, I I failed when I launched in 2020. And whenever we can look at it this way, you know, there are no, this is a cliche, but worth saying, nonetheless, um, there are no winners and losers. There are winners and learners. And so when you can look at it that way, and move forward, it makes a big difference. And part of that is giving yourself permission to fail. I was not accustomed to failing. Like I, I had to learn how to fail. I had been successful for a long time. And okay, so, so I felt- so Right in that moment, what was it? What was it for you that you didn't like when you did not get the result you wanted or failed? Yeah, I just, all of a sudden, my entire image of myself just crumbles and- you're like, wait, what, what is this? What is this feeling? What were the voices so, saying to you? Yeah. Well, you know, that voice that was like, you can't do this. You're too old. Like 
you're going to start over in your 40s? No, that's not possible. So yeah, so all kinds of voices that are telling you that. And, you know, it's important to figure out where those voices are coming from too. And then as you kind of, you know, we, as a culture, we are taught to block all those things out and, and they're distractions. So if you feel that way, go binge on a Netflix series and you'll forget about it. But really and truly, we kind of need to sit with that for a while and figure out where it's coming from. And then you can get over it and kind of silence it so it doesn't keep coming back. Mm. Or try and leverage it, turn it into a friend, yes. make it work for you. Um, yes. Put it on the payroll. If it's going to be there talking to you, you might as well yeah. do something useful. Right? Yeah, what's it these... telling you? What yeah, is it telling you? What do you said? There's, there's, you said there's the winners and learners. Um, after yes. the same thing is yep. there's, there's no such thing as good or bad. It's just information. Yeah, that's all it is. So how can we use this for, for good rather than ah, not quite good? Um, we were chatting offline about you know the, the shifts and pivots that you've made with your business. Um, especially during COVID, where I think pretty much a lot of us had to be like, oh, shit, we've got to change something here because the world is no longer the same. And you had just launched this amazing new product, right? I had, yeah. I, and I put a lot of a lot of effort into that. I'd been working on it for eight months and building a new website and doing all the things that you have to do. And I had that taste of success. And then you know, it, it was gone. So I have learned to, when frustration sets in, frustration has been very helpful for me. It wasn't at first. Mm. At first, it made me think horrible things about my own skills and ability and purpose on this earth. But now I have learned that that frustration, if I listen to it, it will tell me, okay, this is hard. You've got to get over it. Or you're just wasting your time here. Forget mm. about it and move on. So you have to you have to sit with it and listen to it. But that is such a hard thing to do because the, the human nature, the human condition, if it's uncomfortable, move away from it. We are Absolutely. trained. We are. It's biological to go away from discomfort. Mm -hmm. It's so in, ingrained in us. So that difference between what is fundamentally the wrong thing right now and what is just new different comfortable now those are two very different things so it's how to be able to identify that which is a a superpower really so hindsight is a great thing so with hindsight what's the lesson that you learned through that i would say you know the lesson, according to hindsight, is to give myself permission to take time to process it. And that was a big thing. Just even letting myself stop taking action to develop. I even, you know, it even became part of my morning routine. So I do not turn my cell phone on until I have sat with my thoughts and my notebook and I have had some quiet time and a big cup of coffee. <laughs> so making sure that even my morning routine is giving me permission 
to sit with it. You know, we all have that gut feeling. And lots of times we suppress that gut feeling so that we can listen to the world. And mm. you can go on social media and you can numb yourself from any feeling that you have. And you can find a guru that's going to tell you to do X and not Y. And all of a sudden, we don't have to listen to our gut feeling anymore because such and such said to do this and they're an expert. Or you will find, you'll prove yourself right and find the right guru, the right course, the right book, the right video that says, oh, see, they said the right thing. Doesn't matter that you've had to scroll through 20 saying the opposite. You found the one that you want to be true that's maybe easier for you. So that's it's like, there we are. See, proven. Ah, oh, we can justify can't we? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of times that gut feeling tells you to do things you don't want to do. But it's often the things we don't want to do that we've avoided in the past. And now we just have to tackle it. Mm -hmm. Well, so let's, let's break this down into a, a real life example. So what's going on right now that is, ooh, maybe a challenge between here's what is this right for me? Is this right for my business? Or is it just hard? What is it maybe a new or a skill that you've not quite got yet or that you just don't fucking like? What, what is it? I hate to be on videos. And here I am on a video. Funny that you asked. I don't like anything about watching my videos back. I... You know, I'm I'm from the southeastern United States. If cornbread and turnip greens could talk, this is what they would sound like. And so I'm I'm actually very self-conscious about being on podcasts and uh -huh. videos. And so I mean my face is turning red while I'm talking about it. But you know, that's what I need to do because that's how I'm going to make those connections. So I that's why I'm here today because I sucked it up and I I did it, you know, cool. I might fail, but, you know, I did it. And so, you know, sometimes when you set goals, you have to say, well, I'm going to go out and get 20 no's this week. So if I'm applying for contracts, I give myself permission. I'm going to, I'm going to apply for 20 contracts this week. And my goal is to get 20 no's. And then if a few of them come back as a yes, I mean, that's just, you know, reason to celebrate. Mm. Now, I, I've got a slight challenge with that approach because whilst mm -hmm. logically it's like there is something beautiful in that. If, that. if this works for you, yes, please continue to do it. Absolutely. That goes for everything that anybody says ever, any guru. If it's working for you, keep doing it. Hold that as true. Okay. Unless it's keeping you at a, stuck at a certain level, then there's the caveats. But I digress. <laughs> Where did I digress to? Where am I going? Oh yeah, the, the going after nose. So yeah, there's there's some exercises that you know go out and try and get a no, try and get your immunity up. So do something silly or stupid or go after something that's going to be an obvious no, because then you get a no. We can overcompensate, and we will. Our brain will get us what we want. So if you're going out and trying to get these no's, there's a little caveat. You may not be so blatant as that, but it's. Yeah, we want to be okay with a no. We want to be immune to the no. We want every single no to be cool. What happened there? That's great. It's a mm -hmm. good thing. Or again, 
no such thing as good or bad. It's just information. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And part of that may depend on the person's particular personality. I gave myself permission to get no's, knowing that I'm still not going to just, you know, send out a crappy email. So if I'm doing cold emails, I, whereas some people's personality, if they give them permission to get no's, that may also mean that they no longer put effort and care into it. Mm. So I can definitely see what you're saying. And it may depend on that personality. For me, that means giving myself permission that done is better than perfect. For somebody else, that may just you know, eliminate all of the effort. So yeah, I'm not gonna put any effort into it. My goal is to get a no. Oh yeah, there's there's so many nuances to this. And I think it's worth mentioning. It's rather yeah. just being anal and being oh, here's a point. It's like, no, no, these things can be lost in communication. It can be tough because of our human nature to not be uncomfortable. Oh, I'll go get some no's then. But did it help you along the way? Ah, not really. With this, there's also a level of I think authenticity. Mm-hmm. What's the right thing for you if you show up in your copy on videos jump onto a podcast where you're uncomfortable it's like fuck it i need to do this which by the way so far this has been beautiful it's been a great conversation okay super if you can come across authentically without the fear of what should i say how should i approach this what am i trying to get from the other person if you're showing up as your amazing beautiful bubbly self then the right people will be attracted to you Yes. Hopefully the wrong people will be repelled by you. Yes. But it's kind of doing its job. So those no's, if you're coming from an authentic place, are the right thing because it is self-qualifying rather than trying all to get the right answer, the right result. Mm-hmm. You're going after the result. That's different from just being you. I know you want to show up. You want to share. You want to teach. You want to help. And also be seen. It's, we all want this as we grow as entrepreneurs, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So no, where that's is, a very good point. Thanks. I, I do try sometimes. <laughs> but where, <laughs> with your business right now, what's the, what would you say is, is the struggle? Because, you know, with this, we all, all get told, oh, you got to post a gazillion times a day. You've got to be doing this. You've got to be doing that. Um, and if you're saying that, yeah, ooh, being seen, being heard, being filmed is a, a barrier for you, um, that must be challenging. You know, it, it is, it is. And I, like many other people, can fall prey to the expectations of our culture and what you're supposed to be doing, what you're supposed to look like, what you're supposed to sound like. And so, you know, we, we get wrapped up in that and that limits who, who we are and the audience that we are meant to reach. So I may not be everyone's favorite flavor of sauce, and that's okay. That's all right. I'm not meant to serve the entire world. I am meant to serve the people who have the problem that I solve, who can relate to my personality and my way of doing it. And everybody else, I don't have to worry about that. Now, logically, perfect. Logically, you've nailed it. Absolutely. 
But in practice, it's tough, isn't it? It's very tough. And I have to start over every day and make that same decision every morning with my notebook and my cup of coffee. And I have to make the same decision every single day. I am who I am. And there it is. So what other decisions, where's your focus going? What are you looking to do more of to bring in more clients, to give more awareness to those people who are actively seeking you or don't actually know that they're seeking you, but they, they really need you? you? You made a good point because, you know, they teach you in business, go for the customer who already knows they need you. Go for the person who knows what a copywriter is, is actively seeking a copywriter, the person that knows that their messaging sucks and they need you and they're ready to pay you. And that is the general advice. And it's good advice. But the truth is, if every single copywriter only goes after that particular audience, how is the profession going to grow? How are other people going to become aware? And so I did discover that I need to take a little bit of a different approach. The experts are not wrong, but I'm having to do a little bit of education first. So I presented to a group of swim school owners or primarily swim school owners um, in a webinar a few weeks ago. They had never heard of a copywriter, had no idea that the words on their website really mattered all that much. And I was able to do a website critique and it was like their heads exploded. I mean, it was, it was the first time that anybody had come to them and said that they needed anything other than a picture and enroll now button and this huge bio. Mm. So yes, the experts say, go after this person. And I'm over here going after somebody else, but I'm willing to do the education. And so far, you know, it's working for me, might not work for somebody else. Yeah. And I think it comes into your personality. You came here to want to to share your story, to share your wisdom with um, all these strangers listening. Yeah. Because it's going to help someone. Someone's going to need to hear this. All the, our podcast episodes, they've got something new and different. They've got something in it, said in a different way from a different industry, always different things. So hopefully someone listening has realized, oh, I haven't even thought about that. Maybe that's what's the one thing. Because we're all just one shift away from that next level. Oh, what definitely. That that, we have no idea how close we are. We have no idea how close we are, ever. Nice. So where is your focus? What's, what's, what's next for you? What, where's, where, where are you looking to take your business going forward? Right now, I am working to create a hefty potential client list. I am increasing my leads, and I am also creating more, more concierge-type services as well. You know, the the recurring revenue membership model was kind of the gold standard for a while there. For a couple of years, I think COVID brought that in. Everybody's wanting to do a membership, a membership, a membership. And I think a few people got burned 
in those memberships. And now they're looking for something a little bit different. So I'm just trying to adjust to give people what they need and want instead of trying to offer what I think they need. So hold on, hold on. So what you're doing is exactly what you teach your clients to do. Reach yes. out, yes. look at the audience. What are they saying rather than what are you trying to give? So it is it is slightly different in a way because you're, the way you're setting up is different. However, it is the exact same thing. It's the exact same principle. Oh yeah. The, the same principle, you can, you can apply it anywhere. Beautiful. Love that. Well, all the best as you grow and scale and do the, find the right thing that you enjoy doing that brings in the right people and then gives them the results. Cause all this is a snowball effect, helping more and more people to grow, be successful, employing, bringing more people. And then it continues to exactly. go. So, Hey, Rachel, thank you so much for sharing your business and everything that's going on with you. Um, Look, if people want to find out more about, about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? The best thing to do is go to the website, wordsthatsellclasses.com. And I, you know, since I do like to serve, I am a big believer in starting off with some free resources. I will tell you this, you won't find hours and hours of information to sift through, but there are, I know, right? I'm not going to make you work for it. So I actually spend a lot of time making sure that my freebies are no fluff. It is simply do this, 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 and this is why. So that you can get some free resources to learn about copywriting, how it makes a difference, and then decide how, how it makes sense for you to start mm. taking advantage of that. Love that. Well, everyone, if you're curious, Go and check it out. And Rachel, thank you so much for, for sharing, doing the uncomfortable thing and being on <laughs> camera and sharing with us today. Thank you so much. I, thank you. I've, I've enjoyed it. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.